This program is brought to you by thepodcastfactory.com. You were listening to Copy Chief Radio. Welcome back, boys and girls, to another edition where we have another special guest, and Mr. Rogers is going to lead the way through his neighborhood. What is up, my man? <laughs> yes, sir, man. Another great one. It's great to have uh, all these Copy Chief members on with me. It's all about the community. It certainly isn't just me over there. It's uh, founding members like uh, Nate Dye last week and my man Aaron Crocker, who's joining joining us this week, one of my founders who just, you know, when he posts something, everybody stops and reads because he gives like really uh, exquisite detail on what he's doing, what he's thinking about. What are these names that you might not have heard before? Uh, this is not a guy who's out shopping himself on the market, doesn't need any work. Uh, but boy, if you could get him, you'd be uh, you'd be a little richer for it. So, Aaron, thanks for being on with us today, brother. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it very much. Well, this is going to be great. You are a, a fitness copywriting expert. Give us a little little thumbnail of the kind of work you've done in the fitness industry. Well, my uh, person, my um, copywriting career began back in two thousand three, two thousand four, when I had a personal training studio that was underperforming. I have a very deep uh, background in personal training. And uh, so I had three fitness studios up and running at that time. Our first studio opened with a $30,000 opening month. Our second studio opened with a $20,000 opening month. And our third studio opened with a $4,500 month. Wow. And so <laughs> bad pattern. Very, very bad pattern. And uh, You shouldn't have put them all next to each other. That was the problem. They were in, this, they were in the same plaza. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they were all in the same city of Birmingham, Alabama. I'll give you that. But anyway, that third location was just lagging. The other two were thriving, and this one just wouldn't work. And it was a franchise, and we, we went to the franchise organization with, you know, telling them our complaints and the whole nine yards. Fast forward four or five, six months later, this thing is still so underperforming, it's not breaking even. Mm-hmm. And uh, my partner then at the time uh, found – an ad in a personal fitness professional magazine from a copywriter. His name is Eric Ruth. And, and, uh, you know, if you don't know that name, well, you're poorer for it, but Eric, um, had an ad in personal fitness professional magazine. We bought his little course. Then we had him write us three letters that went out into the community. And in 30 days, we went from a $17,000 month to a $47,000 month. From there, we took those same letters to our second location. That location had done twenty thousand dollars, and we hit uh, in that first month. Uh, we get we uh, moved those letters over, and all of a sudden, we did an eighty-six thousand dollar month. Oh, from, from there, we had our fourth location up and running. We had it, it was pretty much in its launch phase. We moved those letters over to our fourth location, and it did a hundred and three thousand dollars in the month of December. So, all of that to say. That was a three-month time frame that changed my life. That's what so. Uh, I shortly, shortly after that, I um, I sold all my uh, fitness uh, ownership back to my partner, and I dove hard and heavy right into full-time copywriting. I wanted to know how this 
fascinating industry worked. And, and so I bought everything. Carlton, make peace, you name it. If if it's out there, I've got it. Soaked it up. Help. Awesome. Well, you've certainly done a lot with it. And so today you, you are on as the expert, my friend. And uh, I, man, there's so much to choose from that you could have came on and taught us today. But I wanted to talk specifically about uh, fitness reports. Now, in the fitness industry, information is still very valuable. Specialized information is the key. And everybody knows that they need to have a good lead magnet. So they write a report or they make a short little video series. Uh, and a lot of times these things get ignored because there is so much information out there. But your reports, Aaron, are really dynamic, uh, really give incredible value. So you've generously offered to come on and share what we're calling three hard and fast emotional rules to making your fitness reports convert. So let's dive right into it and tell me about rule number one, where you mention that there are really only two universal languages. Yeah, that's right. Um, in the world of music, music notes are all in the same language, right? If you're playing a uh, a, a musical chord in America, you're playing that same musical chord in China and everywhere else in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so music notes are the same the world over. Well, I'm not in music. Uh, the last time I sang in church, three people backslid. So that <laughs> kind of, uh, that kind of did it for me in music. They, they don't let me sing in church anymore, which hamstrings me to the, uh, written word for the most part. And, uh, so music is the number one uh, universal language. But the second one is emotion. Mm -hmm. Everyone feels emotion in the same language. Anger to me is anger to you and anger to everyone in the world. And so is every other emotion. So that, that uh, simply means that if you're in the fitness business, you're not so much in the fitness business as you are in the emotion delivery business. And I think this is where a lot of, quote, uh, free reports or tripwires or content marketing, uh, marketing or blogs, I think this is where they really miss um, resonating with their community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're going to write, write to human nature, right? It's the only thing that doesn't date. And so if you want to, um, if you want to, you want to, reach out to your community, if you try to tell them that you're different by way of your exercise as well, look, a squat's a squat, a bench press is a bench press, a curl's a curl, there is no differentiating the exercises. There's no differentiating the exercise facilities, right? There's only differentiating your message. And the best way to differentiate your message is through great storytelling, right? Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> that is engaging your reader emotionally. So, look, I mean, emotion, not logic, is the stuff of relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, I'll get this um, a bit of a kickback from my clients, and they'll say, but you know what? You know, our clientele is the upper bracket people. They're the <clears throat> engineers and the doctors and the scientists, and they don't really go for that emotional stuff. And I'm like, gentlemen, listen, here's the truth. They go home and they tell their wife they love them. They hold their children and say, we love you. I love you, right? 
these are emotional creatures, right? And so emotion is the stuff of relationships. And, and that just means that you are in charge of your clients, your readers' emotions at all times. And it, it's, it's, it weighs heavy on the, the owner once they take that on that, oh, my gosh, you know, it, I am um, really in charge of their emotion. Yeah, that's great. Such a great, important point, uh, and eloquently stated. We talk a lot about how people will, you know, they buy on emotion, but they need to back it up with logic. Uh, it both needs to be there, but without the emotion, you're in real trouble. Uh, you have one particular kind of buyer. They are not a passionate buyer. You need that emotion, and especially in a crowded industry like fitness, uh, if you can tap in to a very certain kind of emotion, uh, people, the other great quote to keep in mind here is that people will often not remember what you said. They will remember how you made them feel. That's and right. that, that is why they will come back. I bet you take someone like Marie Forleo, who has an amazing following, puts out amazing content, and uh, people will very rarely be able to quote exactly what she said in some of her advice, but they know exactly how they feel when they watch her videos and consume her content. And that's why they keep coming back for more. Uh, so, but that's fantastic. And we're only on number one, uh, rule number two, speaking of emotion is to choose those emotions wisely, Aaron. That's right. I mean, there's basically three types of emotions that we'll deal with. <clears throat> and, uh, so we're talking about, voyeuristic emotions just envision um voyeuristic in the sense of you're know, living um voyeuristically through someone else or vicariously right all right so mm -hmm. voyeuristic in, envision being outside uh of a uh of a home you're a child let's envision a cold hungry homeless child um during Thanksgiving season, looking through a window at a loving family gathered around the table enjoying a hot meal, right? There's, that's a voyeuristic desire. That is a child looking into um, an environment wanting to be a part. To bring it to fitness, you could talk about a 30-year-old mother of three children, right? all under the age of six and she's got the baby weight on and she's about 30 pounds overweight <clears throat> and her uh, in shape friends are all talking about going to the beach and they take her by the hand and they drag her off to dun 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 the swimsuit rack right mm -hmm. and uh, she's you know envying these ladies with their perfect little bodies while she's 30 pounds overweight or maybe a 40-year-old man who's starting to lose his edge and he sees a 58-year-old man with the body of a 22-year-old um, 22-year-old uh, physique. Mm -hmm. And um, so would you like uh, to um, would you like to see what that looks like in, in a real copy environment? Yeah, that'd be great. You get a sample for us. Yeah, sample. So I put this in one of my reports. It, it was one of the articles that said scientific research from around the world can finally answer the question. How can this 58 year old man have the body of a 22 year old collegiate gymnast? Hint, 
that has nothing to do with hormone replacement. So this was a very popular um, report. It was it was part of several different reports inside of it. But this this really struck a chord with uh, our clientele. Yeah, I'm I'm in that market, so uh, <laughs> I am that avatar, and it's a very compelling headline because you know it's funny. I just said to my trainer recently, it's like, you know, I could care less about anybody younger than me and how they look. I'm looking at 60 year old guys going, what's the next 15 years have in store? I want to look better, you know, when I get there. So, uh, um, you know, like that is a real goal for me. So that's a really smart and emotional headline, Aaron. Yeah. So that was voyeuristic emotions, right? So, all right. Then there's the vicarious emotions. Like when you identify with a message, a concept, maybe a movement or something that you wish you were a part of, right? So, you know, when we see someone we envy or look up to that's in shape, who is loving life, and we begin living vicariously through them, right? And for me, you know, I'm, I have grandkids. I watch my kids run around with all that, uh, all that energy, and I live vicariously through my grandkids you know, with all that energy. And so, you know, it's when we're delighted by surprise and we want to experience uh, an, an emotion or a feeling, then we're living vicariously you know, through them. So a copy example of that would be something like this. You can't transform your body overnight. It takes 28 days. And uh, <clears throat> then I opened up the copy with, in a desperate attempt to solve her lifelong weight problem, Trina Anzel deliberately gained eight additional pounds to qualify for lap band surgery. Mm. But before the surgeon's scalpel could cut her open, she burned 33,250 calories off of her body in one week and a total of 80,500 calories in only 28 days. Mm. So if you're, if you're looking, if you're someone reading this would be then living vicariously through this lady's story. That's so fantastic. the first one was, again, just to recap, the first one was voyeuristic. The second one is vicarious. And the third one is the visceral emotion. Ah, yes. Visceral emotions, my favorite kind. Talk to us about those, Aaron. Sure. Visceral emotions. This is the most deeply personal, right? Feelings that are most personal and meaningful to us. Viscera being like your gut, your stomach, right? And uh, <clears throat> so these are the kinds of emotions that you have deep interest in, a deep topic, right? So these are kinds of things that pull you in curiosity-wise or you have anticipation for that might surprise you. <clears throat> so it's like a punch in the gut. You can be emotionally upset or incredibly thrilled over an experience. But ultimately, it's just going to resonate deeply within your primal needs, things that you deeply care about. Primal needs, key words there. Yeah, and promises to um, answer to answer something in your life that's conflicting or maybe uh, solves a problem in your life. Um, as a copy sample of that would be, I mean, if everybody knows somebody that's got cancer or has had cancer, right? And uh, <clears throat> so here's a, a perfect visceral um, example, right? Want to know what kills cancer? Oxygen. Your best strategy for beating cancer gives you the body to prevent it. The year was 1931. The man was Dr. Warburg. His medical discovery was the cause of cancer. 
The award was the Nobel Prize. Nobel Prize. Here's why he won it. Dr. Warburg wrote in his article entitled The Prime Cause and Prevention of Cancer, the cause of cancer is no longer a mystery. We know it, we know, uh, it occurs whenever any cell is denied 60% of its oxygen requirements. So while that wasn't read very well, <clears throat> uh, it reads probably better than I read it. But it's, it's just an example of a very yeah, deeply visceral mushroom. It's very visceral, very intriguing. And what I love, what, I love what you did in the prehead there, Aaron. You, this is a great bullet trick. You gave away the answer, where you know usually the instinct is to keep it blind. You know, talk about why you chose to give away the answer right there. Well, I chose to do that, <clears throat> and you are very right. I, I struggled with whether or not I should reveal the answer. But I think the answer in this case gives instant credibility just because I told you that what kills cancer is oxygen now becomes a bit more of a curiosity driver because, well, you think you know the answer, but now you have to know more. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. That's so really that's great. Yeah. And so and then so your best strategy for beating cancer gives you the body. So big double promise right there. Yeah. Um, you're going to improve your health, probably your physique, but most importantly, beat cancer and immediately go into some factual stuff, but the drama never subsides. You know, you're talking about something that happened quite a, quite a while ago. You're teaching about this doctor who won the Nobel prize. Uh, and, uh, again, keep in mind here, you know, I talk about how there are three zones in your market. There's a green zone, a yellow zone, and a red zone. A green zone problem is, you know, not a big deal. Not, there's really very little urgency on that. Like Dollar Shave Club. Uh, if, if it's presented to you, you may realize, yeah, that is kind of a problem. I do hate paying so much for razor blades. This solution sounds cool. And that, uh, so let me give it a try. And that's where you can have fun with your advertising. Like, uh, like they, uh, like Mike Dubin did and made a billion dollars. Uh, most of us live in the yellow zone. Uh, some of the examples you gave earlier, Aaron, are yellow zone stuff. Like, you know, do you finally want to have that physique? Do you want to shed that 30 pounds of baby weight? Things that aren't disrupting your life completely, but are definitely on your mind and something you have as a priority. And then there's the red zone. Uh, that is the diagnosis from the doctor that sends you immediately to Google in a frantic rage of, of research. Uh, it is the uh, I'm leaving you note uh, in the empty closet when you come home from work. Uh, it is the things that uh, until they are handled or solved, life basically stops until you deal with it. Cancer, obviously, a red zone problem. And so Aaron being the smart copywriter that he is understands that he's he can teach use this attention he has this red zone level attention on his topic to not be hypey uh not make uh you know uh over the top unbelievable uh, or i should say unbelievably worded promises he goes right from the headline into a teaching moment he's telling you information you're going to want to know because it includes hope for uh, achieving the only goal you have in your life right now. 
and he takes that attention and does something really intriguing with it. And uh, most importantly, he's teaching right out of the gate, teaching you something you probably didn't know and uh, immediately cutting through everything else that people are reading and researching about uh, how to beat this disease. Brilliant stuff, Aaron. Really good. Thank you. Wow. Can you believe all the stuff Aaron's sharing? Check this out. I had to send Kevin a message and tell him, look, we can't stop this. I know our show's only supposed to be 20 minutes, but keep him going. So what we decided to do is continue the interview with Aaron next week. So thank you for tuning in and come back next week to get part two of the Aaron Crocker interview. You've been listening to Copy Chief Radio. Thank you for tuning in. If you're digging what we are laying down for you, then your next step is to go over to iTunes, type in Copy Chief Radio into the search bar, and when you find a show, subscribe. We will be back in your earbuds next week. This is the podcastfactory.com.